Hi guys, and welcome back to Zero Correlation. I'm Cheryl Chuvin, and in case you're wondering, we are still recording from the floor of my bathroom. Seven episodes in, and we're still in the bathroom. Still the best sound, still the best acoustics, still the quietest. So we're still coming at you from the bathroom. I have so many things to talk about, I really don't even know where to start. I guess I'll start by saying next week, we are having our first guest, our very first guest. It is my sister, Laura. She is hysterical. If you think I'm funny, if you laugh even one time when you listen to this podcast, you seriously are in for a treat because she is as funny as I am, but times 100. She's by far one of the wittiest people who just says it like it is, no filter, zero fucks given, all out, just goes for it. So next week we're having her as our very first guest. I'm very excited. She's coming to visit New York from Chicago and hopefully she will have very relatable and very, very insightful things to share with us. So that's the first thing that we must have spoken about. Secondly, I officially made a talk, a talk. See, I shouldn't even have one. I officially made a TikTok. I may be too old for it, but Laura told me I can make a TikTok, so therefore I made a TikTok. I have yet to make my first video or anything. I'm not 100% how TikTok works yet, maybe because that's I'm, I'm too old to have one, but I want to have one anyways. But now that I have the app, I literally tell myself, okay, I'm going to watch one or two videos on TikTok, and no joke, no lie, 30 minutes later, an hour later, I'm still on TikTok just watching people do ridiculous, stupid things. I'm watching them do dances to songs that I know or I don't know. I'm watching them like lip sync these funny like phrases and like conversations, like do their makeup. And I'm literally don't even know why I'm still on there an hour later. People have their animals on there. Guys, it is the most addicting thing of life. I can't explain to you how addicting TikTok is. But I'm officially in that world and I officially got a TikTok. See, I shouldn't even have one. I don't even know the proper name. I'm too old for this. TikTok. I officially have a TikTok. I will share the, my username once I make a make one, make my, well, no, I have a username because I have an account, but until I make my first video, then I will share that with everybody and you will watch. Laura's going to need to help me make my first video because to be completely transparent and honest, I really don't understand how TikTok works yet. So we're getting there, but I officially made one. Laura is younger, more hip. She just knows all the things that I don't know. So whenever I need like to be in the know, I just ask her and she's coming to visit me on Wednesday and she's here through the weekend. So we're going to do all the things. We are going to record an awesome podcast for you guys, which she's going to be hysterical on. And we're going to learn all the things on TikTok and I'm going to have a TikTok even though I shouldn't have one. So I have some very, 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 did I say very? Because it's very exciting news to share. But I'm going to start with this was a very scary decision for me to make. I don't know how many of you have listened to my first episode. And or if you remember it, but I was saying that in New York, you're always looking 
for a boyfriend, a job, or an apartment. Even if you're maybe content with one of those three things, you're kind of always looking. I also mentioned that I wasn't in love with my job. So I took a risk. I took a huge leap of faith, even though it was scary as all hell. And I gave my two weeks notice at my job and I am starting a new job. And I am so excited. I am so scared. I am so nervous. And leading up to this, I really was I, I really was apprehensive. I was so scared. And I was like, what if I'm making the wrong choice? I'm so comfortable in my job. I'm, I, I became complacent. And then it really hit me. Once I gave my two weeks notice and my anxiety settled, it really made me question myself. Like, this was a huge move for me with so much growth potential. So then all these questions came to mind. Like, why do we never bet on ourselves? Why are we so afraid to take a risk? Even if the risk can have amazing results, it's like, why are we afraid of being success- successful? Are we hindering our own growth? Are we so afraid of taking a chance that we're just not going to do anything at all? It's like you're frozen in fear. We should bet on ourselves because at the end of the day, we are our own best cheerleader. We are the ones who always have our own back. We are the most important people in our own life and in our own story. So why can't we bet on ourselves? I literally was thinking about this because I was one of those people. I wanted to stay in a job that I was miserable in rather than taking a chance and taking a job that had so much growth potential just because I was scared of taking a risk. Because things are risky and making a move is risky and making a move is scary. And, you know, they say, like, what if something doesn't work out? But that's so silly because... We need to know that we are capable of bigger and better things. And it just made me think that I really was afraid to bet on myself. The one person that I can count on and should count on, the one person who's always in my corner, I didn't want to support. I was like, did I want myself to fail? Was I really self-sabotaging? I don't know. It brought up a lot of questions for me. And I'll throw the question back out at you. Are you afraid of taking a risk? Are you so complacent in your life and whatever you're doing that you're just like, oh, this is fine. I'm going to just stay with this. But no, uh, uh-uh. fine is not good enough. Our life is supposed to be fulfilling and large and big and huge and exciting. Just fine isn't fine. You never want to be fine. If anyone ever describes you as fine, no. Goodbye. Fine is not something that I want to be in my life. Fine is boring and vanilla and just just not something I want to be. I want someone to describe me as brave and exciting and encouraging and lively. And I can't even think of more things right now. But that's what I want. I don't want to stay in something just fine. I don't want to coast. I don't want to just be like, oh, yeah, it's okay. I'm doing just fine. No, coasting? Coasting's stupid. Coasting is for people who have no ambition. Coasting is for people who have no drive. I have drive. I have ambition. So I closed my eyes and I jumped. Trust me. Was I petrified up until giving my two weeks notice? Am I still petrified? Yes and yes. Do I still question if I made the right choice? 1000%. 
But do I need to trust myself enough to know that this will be good for me? This will be great for me. Good. Good also. Eh, not good. This will be great for me. This will be something that I really needed. I think it'll help me in all aspects of my life. So it really made me wonder, why was I not betting on myself? Why was I counting myself out? I don't know about you, but I know that I'm worth taking a risk on. So I took a risk. I gave two weeks notice to my job. I'm starting a new job very soon. I'm very scared and very excited. I don't know which one more, but maybe the equal, maybe equal, maybe I'm equally excited and equally scared. Maybe I'm scared that I'm so excited. I don't know. But either way, I will definitely keep everyone posted on the new job. But really ask yourself, why are you not betting on yourself more? Why do you not think that you are worth taking a risk on? Okay, guys, I did it. I did the thing. And you might ask, okay, Cheryl, what did you do? I officially last week went on my first date of 2020. Yes, my first date. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I officially did it. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't great either. Have you ever been on a date where like the guy just had or the girl because we are we are both has has too much personality? Like, is that a thing? Can a person have too much personality? Can a person be too large for life? Like, I know that sounds weird, so let me elaborate and explain. For those who know me, know that I have a big personality and I can be a lot. For those who don't know me, I know, I don't know, I hope from this podcast you've gotten to know me and know that I am a big personality and I know that I can be a lot, 100%. So if I'm saying someone's a lot and has a big personality, you know they are a lot. This guy was nice. He was sweet. Do not get me wrong. But he just was hyper, but too hyper. And it wasn't like, oh, he was excited. He was hyper. He was just all over the place. Like it kind of felt like I was on a date with a five-year-old child. Really cute, really sweet, but like all over the place and just too much. So there was no second date. I didn't want there to be a second date, but it wasn't an unsuccessful first date. I had a good time, but it was just too much. And then it just made me think, wow, am I just being too picky? Is this as good as it gets? But then later in the week, I was on Hinge and this man's profile said he was 34. And listen, I'm not judgy, but when your pictures are there, don't lie about your age. You You said you were 34. Sir, I'm sorry. You are more like 64. Your pictures were of a 64-year-old man. He looked older than my dad. And my dad is great, but he is not 34 by any means. On dating apps, why do you lie? You have pictures. We all have eyes. We can see your pictures. If you want to lie about, I don't know, maybe your height. Okay, maybe in a picture I can't tell so much. But again, why lie? But seriously, your age? I'm staring at pictures of you and you're lying about your age? I literally was flabbergasted. I, I, didn't, I didn't know what to do with myself. I was like, there has to be 
more out there. Like this can't be as good as it gets. It makes no sense to me. Don't lie about your age. We all have eyes. We can all see your profile. We can all see that you're not 34. Literally, again, I'm not hating, but this man did not look 34. He literally looked 64 years old. And I was just so confused. I'm like, why are you lying about your age? I have pictures of you. If you're going to just lie about your age, at least maybe try to catfish me and like use someone else's pictures from the internet. I don't know. It was just weird. And then I was like, oh, God, there has to be more out there than this because this is, cannot be as good as it gets because that would be very sad and very downhill. And then the next night or maybe the next two nights, I don't know. I have a hard time with times of what day, what happened on what day of the week. I was watching the movie. He's just not in that. He's just not that into you. And it's also a book, but I never read the book, but I love the movie. If anyone has seen this movie, it's basically about there are all these different types of dating and these situations that these girls and guys get themselves into. And there's this one character. I forget his name. He's played by Justin Long, I think. Oh, maybe I just screwed that up. Maybe he's not by Justin Long, but I think it is. And he's like, if a guy wants to talk to you, he will make it happen. Just like Jared Fried always says. A guy will want to talk to you. They'll make it happen. They will make a reason to come see you. They will they will cross oceans and overcome obstacles to come see you or to talk to you or whatever. And obviously, this movie has a happy ending for almost everyone involved. And it's all packaged nicely and tied up in a nice little bow. And I love rom-coms, every rom-com. Don't get me wrong. Rom-coms are my favorite genre of movies. I will watch a rom-com over any other type of movie, any time of day. So I love them, but I also hate them. They're so unrealistic and they piss me off. And they just put these crazy ideas in in our heads that don't exist. It's just like, No, the guy doesn't always get the girl. The girl that was being cheated on doesn't always kick her boyfriend out. And there's a happy ending. The two people who weren't meant for each other realize that they love each other. Or the people in a toxic relationship realize and ended as friends. No, no, that does not always happen. It really pisses me off because they're so unrealistic. And yet, I love them. We all love them or a lot of us love them. And we all watch them. But sometimes at the end when there's the happy ending, I'm just pissed off. I'm like, no, be more realistic. The guy doesn't always get the girl and that's okay. And it doesn't always end well for everyone involved. That's okay. But I don't know. Rom-coms are amazing, but I just wish they were a little bit real, more realistic. And at the end, like I know I should be happy and like smiling or shed a tear. But no, usually I'm just really pissed off. So I'm just like, this is not depicting real life. And then it makes us all have unrealistic expectations and think things are going to happen that aren't going to happen, which also cannot be healthy for anyone involved. But rom-coms, love them, hate them, love to hate them. I don't know. Tell me your thoughts on rom-coms because I love them, but I also hate them and they piss me off. But it's also kind of like a car crash. Like, You don't want to watch, but you also can't look away. That's how I feel about rom-coms. I cannot stop watching. I just love them. 
and they drive me crazy, literally drive me up the wall, but yet I'm addicted and I still watch. So I don't know, dating in New York, dating in Chicago, dating in LA, dating in any big city, I'm sure it's all the same, but tell me there's got to be more out there because sometimes it feels really hopeless. But you just got to hold on to the fact and have faith that there really has to be more out there. Hey guys, so on this segment of share splaining, which again, if you don't know, know or remember what it is, share splaining is when I'm going to read you a Urban Dictionary definition of a dating term and then I'm going to give you my definition. So this week's is gaslighting. Gaslighting seems like a weird thing. So again, as always, let me give you the urban dic- urban dictionary definition. So here you go. According to Urban Dictionary, gaslighting is when you lie to someone and you make them feel insane because they don't know what to believe anymore. It's type of a psychological abuse. I know that sounds intense. And I know that sounds weird, so let me explain. Gaslighting is when you literally make a guy or girl feel crazy. You act like you like them, but then you don't act like you like them. You text them a lot, then you don't text them a lot. You're around, then you're not around. So they're not really sure where they stand and how you feel about them. So they kind of feel a little crazy. And they feel they feel insane because they're like, wait, he liked me an hour ago, and now he literally started ghosting me and not answering my texts. What changed in an hour? And yes, people are busy, of course, so an hour may seem weird. But I had that happen to me once. This guy texted me. He initiated texting me back and forth, back and forth. It's like a two-second response, respond, like in between. And then an hour later, I asked him a question. And then radio silence. He didn't speak to me for like five days until the point where I reached out to him and I was like, Dude, what the hell? Are you one of these type of guys? Because if you are, let me know. I'm not interested. I'll know to stay far away, but let me know. He was completely gaslighting me. He made me feel crazy. I really was going over every single text I sent him in my mind. Every single word I said to him, I was going over in my head, just repeating it and making sure I didn't do something wrong or I didn't do something bad or crazy. Because I literally felt insane that all of a sudden, why would he just stop talking to me? I literally felt like a crazy person when I wasn't a crazy person. He was just an asshole and he just sucked and he decided, oh, I don't want to talk to you anymore and you're not worth my time. And he made me feel insane and I was totally being gaslighted, which is awful. As always, these terms are always awful. And I really felt crazy. I mean, I am crazy. But not for the reasons that I thought, obviously, because we're all a little crazy. But I did nothing wrong. I was going over in my head all the things I did and all the things I said. And what did I do to, to, for him not to like me anymore? Push him away. Hello? I didn't do anything. I did not do anything. I was being gaslighted. And now we know that if a guy starts gaslighting you, if a girl starts gaslighting you, uh-uh. No. Goodbye. Peace out. I'm done with you. The end. That is share explaining for the week, for today. I don't know. But thank you for listening as always. Remember, coming from you straight from my bathroom floor. I hope you enjoyed and I'll see you next time. By see, I mean you'll hear me next time, but you know the same thing. So thanks for listening. <laughs>